Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Hi, everybody. It's J-Rod Concerts podcast time. And I'm your host, Jamie Rodriguez. This episode and every episode. Until somebody takes it away from me. But for now, I'm here. So let's enjoy each other's company, shall we? And boy, this episode really excited. We've had some really good South Floridian talented guests here. We had Julia Batt. You may remember her episode. We've had country superstar Cassidy Pope from West Palm Beach. And also from West Palm Beach, today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, but they have made it really far in the punk rock scene. We're super proud of them. You may have heard of them. They are very, very big. Surfer blood, ladies and gentlemen. John Paul Pitts, lead vocals and guitarist, joins us, along with Mike McCleary, guitarist and backing vocals, for a wonderful, wonderful chat and episode. Guys, it is really exciting to have them, uh, especially actually because we are publishing this a few days before Record Store Day 2020, and um, they're going to have a great release. The 10-year anniversary deluxe double LP version of Astro Coast is coming out on Record Store Day. That, ladies and gentlemen, is going on eBay quickly, so make sure if you're going on Record Store Day to get it. Also, in September 25th, they have their new album, Carefree Theater, coming out. It's their fifth studio album, and I return to their first label, Canine Records. Great stuff. Tons to get into with them. Uh, we talked a lot about their unbelievable journey that started, you know, in South Florida, right here in uh, close to where we're recording right now. You know, uh, it, it, they've had a hell of a story, guys. They've been through their ups. They've been through their definite downs. But they're coming on the other side stronger and rocking more than ever. So, guys, we hope you enjoyed this chat with uh, John Paul Pitts, Mike McClear of Surfer Blood. And, guys, welcome to the J-Rod Concerts Podcast. If you're new, we thank everybody for your great messages on Instagram, at J-Rod Concerts Podcast, and the messages you've been sending us on our website, jrodconcertspodcast.com. Speaking of the website, guys, we have a really cool newsletter that you can sign up there. Uh, you just got to go to the website, scroll down, sign up. We send you the five best new songs every week. It's a growing list. It's pretty cool. Everyone's been loving it, giving us suggestions, so welcome to the family. Without further ado, guys, Surfer Blood on the J-Rock Concerts Podcast. Great, man. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time. Uh, you know, I know, first of all, how busy you are with the move-in artistically, and uh, so I, I thank for, thank you for your time, John. Of course, man. We've, we've definitely been busier. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh. Glad to hear, man. Glad to hear. So listen, let me, let me just put it in context for, for my audience, um, who you guys are. I'm really happy to have you guys because, I mean, I'm a South Florida, I mean, Aventura, actually, just down the street. Oh, nice. from and um, I feel like we have this underrated, like, music TNA, you know, like Marilyn Manson's from Fort Lauderdale, Ariana Grande's from Boca Raton, and you guys are from West Palm Beach. So whenever, whenever we have someone, a, a local that is a great representative, my, my Flanagan's, you know, public's heart melts, you know. <laughs> yep, those are two references. Anyone outside of Florida did not get to snap. Exactly, exactly. Just, they're local. But anyway, John, thanks for your time. 
So big year for you guys, man. Big year. Um, couple stuff, couple things are coming out. First of all, in, on September 25th, your new album, uh, Carefree Theater, is coming out. It's, it's your fifth. It's your fifth. So, and it's a masterpiece, man. I, I've been listening to it. Really good stuff. Oh, thank you. Yeah, for sure. And we'll get to it. And also a 10-year for Record Store Day, a 10-year anniversary deluxe double LP of Astro Coast is coming out. Yeah, I'm excited for that. It has a bunch of old demos that I hadn't heard oh, in years and, you know, cleaned them up a little bit. And that should be, that should be fun listening. Amazing. Astro Coast, guys, is their debut album. Uh, and it's one of the best debut albums in recent memory. That, that thing's going on eBay real quick, John. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. people hold on to it. Hopefully they never go up on eBay. Sure, for sure. So we'll get to that, John, but but let me let me just ask you some early early beginning questions and work our way if that's all right with you. Yeah, of course. Cool man. Thank you. Thank you. Um I wanna ask you about um Jabroni Sandwich. I wanna ask you about Jabroni Sandwich, uh, which is the obligatory question. That was your first band um with Tyler Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Where did you guys where did you guys meet? Uh did you guys make it through Craigslist, MySpace? How did that come about? Well, it's actually kind of a, it's a long story. TJ and I went to the same high school. Um, we actually sat next to each other in Spanish class, but we definitely did not like each other. Um, really? Yeah, we, you know, there was some, some headbutting going on. I think we were both kind of, you know, punky little kids who, um, uh, you know, but. Um, so you're talking about Dreyfus in West Palm Beach? Exactly. When we were at Dreyfus and yeah, so we, we knew each other but never really hung out that much or anything mm-hmm. um and then i went to um uh, to college in orlando um and a good friend of mine who was also friends with tj you know we would both come over to his house sometimes and we got to know each other realized pretty quickly that we liked all the same music and he played drums i played guitar it made sense to start writing songs together and you know one thing led to another and we wrote you know 10 songs in a year and that would eventually become astro coast later on but um, yeah, and now we've been friends for 12 years. Funny how life works. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, I want to ask you about the night you met um, the, late, the late Thomas. Uh, mm-hmm. that we'll talk about in, in just a second. You guys met at an ultra music festival after party, right? And that's where that's the band correct. really was formed. You know, I feel like I, I have to clarify because most people know ultra as this like, crazy rave thing. But I think you and I like, kind of remember it being, you know, $50 ticket. They had some rock bands back in the day. I remember they had The Cure. I saw The Cure and The Killers, like, during Hot Fuzz era. So it was, like, a different vibe, right? Well, I mean, yeah, they still throw in. I was surprised to see Kraftwerk on the bill a few years ago. And yeah. I know New Order's played maybe a couple times. So, you know, there's some stuff there for everyone. But uh, honestly, we just went to this party for the free beer, I think, is <laughs> what it really was. <laughs> it's it's and, always uh, about the free beer, yeah. Yeah, we had played a show at Churchill's earlier that day. And because of the, the festival, just... We were just playing to an empty room. We were playing to the bartenders, basically. And, you know, afterwards, we were like, what now? Somebody called us. So, like, I'm at this crazy ultra after party. You know, Diplo is DJing this free Red Stripe. Come on down. And we were like, well, yeah, that's what we're doing tonight then. Amazing. And uh, that was the first time I ever really talked to Thomas. You know, we'd, um, uh, I'd, like, seen his bands play before. But, you know, he knew all about Surfer Blood. He had, like, heard the music we put on the internet. And just asked me right then and there, like, hey, can I play guitar in your band? And it was kind of kind of weird because we had another guitarist at the time. I'm like, I really want this to happen. But um, uh, <laughs> we have to, um, you know, but we have another guitarist we have to think about first. The next day, he called me and told me he couldn't be in the band anymore. So What? Really? It was, um, uh, it was serendipity or something. 
Unbelievable. I love how life works like that sometimes. And by the way, you mentioned Churchill's. For people in my audience, next time you come to Miami, skip Miami Beach, skip the balls, <laughs> skip Wynwood. Churchill sees what is the reason it's, it's an original pub that you see bands like Surfer, Surfer Blood in their nascent stages. So check Churchill's up. Shout out to Churchill's. But Absolutely. anyway, um, okay, let, so, so then you go on to Astro Coast. We talked about the vinyl reissue. It's one of the most successful debut albums of the past 20 years. Unbelievable. Um, you know, Swim, which was the debut single was huge john just uh just, let me know if you don't hear me or anything but it's it oh, no, there's, a, there's a train passing right now of course <laughs> sorry there you can see it. hey it's so good man ah there you go it's so good Perfect yeah time. great stuff like i know for pitchfork uh pitchfork magazine huge it, it named you guys one of the best songs of the year you guys played south by southwest dmpr show like a lot of like really fast stuff really soon man i just want to ask you john like about this like what were you guys feeling as this was like exploding so quickly uh well yeah it was pretty much the craziest time in my life i mean these are songs that we were recording in our apartments and you know we went from playing you know, we booked our own tours up the East Coast and we were playing to absolutely no one every night. Just the bar crowd, whatever people just happened to be there. And we were, of course, playing really, really loud at the time. So I think we were probably more obnoxious than most people than anything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, all it took was a few people to, to hear the record and to, you know, talk about it on the internet. And it just spread like wildfire. It was like happening so fast. It, two months, everything, everything in our lives changed. Unbelievable. In fact, you guys were picked to open for the Pixies in 2011. And the, if the legend serves us right, like you met the Pixies and they came up to you and said, like, we're big fans of your, of you. We know all your songs. <laughs> that, that was really crazy because that was my favorite band in high school, easily. So getting to, to meet them in person and open for them was amazing. We, um, uh, we usually, you know, sometimes when we're doing a support tour, we'll dip out during the headliner set to get a head start on the next drive. But we did not leave early one night on that entire tour. Oh man, that's epic, epic stuff. What a great story, man. So yeah, I, I want to get, I want to get to the additions of Lindsay and Mike uh, in a second, but let me just real quick touch on, touch on Thomas. Uh, John, of course, uh, Thomas, unfortunately, uh, you guys heard one of the founding members. He, um, he succumbed to cancer in 2016. So just very vaguely, uh, without going into you know, crazy detail, John, how do you remember Thomas four years after his passing? Uh, well, I mean, in a lot of ways, I really looked up to Thomas, you know? Um, he had a super strong personality. He was super brave. He wasn't scared of anything. Um, he was super creative and always pushing everybody to, to just, you know, do their absolute best and put everything into it. Yeah. And, I mean, he introduced me to maybe two-thirds of all my favorite bands now. He had a incredible taste in music. Like he used to work at a record store and he was just like an encyclopedia. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I asked myself what Thomas would do a lot. That's great. Yeah. What a great guy. I'm sure he's looking over the band right now. Um, I, I know he is. Yeah. That's great, man. That's great, dude. So it, you guys took a, like a few years break, but um, you guys came basically with two new additions with uh, Lindsey Mills on bass and Mike McCleary as well. Uh, fellow members of, Dre of Dreyfus, the same school that you, that you mentioned in a, a second ago. Uh, so I just want to, I just want to ask you guys like what the story is there, because I mean, you guys all from the same school, like, like what was the dynamic when you were in school and like, and did you guys hang out throughout all these years? How did it come about? 
Well, I mean, we all knew each other in high school. It's not a, it's not a particularly big school, and everyone kind of knows each other. Mikey has always been a legendary musician. He was in bands when he was 13 years old that were way better than the bands I was in at the time. Um, and uh, Lindsay was in a, in a band with my little sister, actually, called oh, really? the Singing Magpies, believe it or not. Ah. Um, so that's how I know Lindsay. Interesting. Wait. Interesting. Is, is, is Mike there with you? Mike, I, I just want to ask him how yeah. it was to... Mike, hey, Mike. How you doing, man? Hey. Sorry, so, so, there's so... a train going by. It's really loud. Listen, that's Florida. Random stuff. Yeah. Now, Mike, just want to ask you what it, how it was like to join these guys, right? Like, you, you came in, you knew these people from, from school, and uh, just how, how was it when you joined the band? It was five years ago. I, I was, um, well, TJ and I go, we played, like JP was saying, we had a band when we were 13, 14 years old together, and TJ and I remained friends throughout the years, and he actually messaged me, and he was like, we were jamming at our warehouse, which we're actually literally sitting behind right now. About five years ago, and he, uh, we were jamming, and uh, he just says, "Oh, he's like, I don't know why I didn't think of this." He's like, "Do you want to fill in on a couple shows?" Uh, Tom is out sick, and I was like, "Yeah, of course, man. That'd be that'd be awesome." So, that was in February of 2015, and yeah. um, you know that turned into just like kind of filling in for Tom for a while to indefinitely playing with the band. That's awesome. So. That's, when, when's the first time, Mike, that you were on stage, uh, tempor like you know, temporarily or not? But 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 that you were like, holy shit! Like this, this is awesome. Like I'm with Surfer Blood. The, I'm playing to thousands. Yeah. Of people, you know. The first show was. It's funny. It was at. A, it was an inaugural so uh, football match for what was the team? It was uh, the uh, the Orlando soccer team. Um, and I forget their name. I'm embarrassed to admit. Yeah, yeah. We not, went, not a real Floridian. We we uh, we played this like. I guess it was like a pre-show party to the soccer match, like in the stadium kind of grounds. Cool. Yeah. And uh, that was the first show we did. I think it was, I think it was either February or March of 2015. But uh, I remember after the show, we, they gave us tickets and we went in and watched the, the game uh, together, which is kind of fun. Cool. I think uh, the, the first tour Mikey did with us was uh, South by Southwest. Nice. Where we played 10 shows in a week and, you know, and in Austin when it's the craziest it is all year long. And uh, yeah. um, I remember I was teaching him songs in the back of the van. We, <laughs> you know, uh, TJ was driving and we had our guitars out in the back and I was doing him the riffs for each song. And uh, somehow we got through it, went great. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'll never forget that. Teaching That's someone so eight songs in the back of the van on the way to the show. That was your, that was Mike's fraternity indoctrination. If you can make it through Austin, you can, you can make it. Exactly. It's like, it's like touring with a medicine ball going to South by Southwest. That's great, guys. That's great. No, that's awesome, John. I want to ask you about the new stuff, but like one, one more question about the new band. I've had a couple of members of Vampire Weekend recently, and the reason why I bring it up is because you guys remind me of them in the sense that you guys are actually sounding, in my opinion, I just listened to your whole stuff for two days, you're sounding like better than ever now. And, and I feel like at, at day two, Ezra Koenig added a couple uh, you know, they added like uh, more instrumentalists, more stuff, just like you did. So you guys sound awesome. You guys are sounding awesome. And, and I give, give credits to Mike and Lindsay for that, for sure. Well, thank you. Yeah, couldn't do it without all of you, without everyone. And, and to you, John, because you had the vision, you know, it, it takes, you know, to, to break it down, to like sh change it up, change it up a little bit. Well, thank you. I, I do what I can. I appreciate that. Hey, no problem. No problem. But anyway, let's talk about the new stuff, guys. Um, let's talk about, um, you know, fantastic album, guys. 
you know, congratulations. I mean, from the first track from Desert Island to the final chords of Rose Bowl, oh man, that's, that's really enjoyable stuff, man. Um, let's talk about a couple songs, John. Let me ask you about, uh, let's start with Parkland, Into the Silence, which mm. is the, um, you guys have talked about already, but obviously everyone knows what happened in Parkland in the school. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that song? Right. Do you, you want to tell us a little bit about that song? Well, I mean, I was sort of, yes. Yeah, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, well, I kind of had that, this, that idea for the song, like the really punky intro part with the floor tom. I'd had that idea for a while, but I uh, was having a lot of trouble writing lyrics for it. And in, uh, I'd say like February 2018, I moved back to Florida after living in California for a few years. And, you know, it was kind of a culture shock in a way. You know, things are definitely sure. way different here than they are on the West Coast. Um, and, you know, I was kind of down the dumps. I'd just been through, like, a bad breakup and stuff and, you know, was trying to find a reason to be, you know, happy to be home. And that thing happened, which was a tragedy. Yeah. You know, I watched it on TV, and it was just heartbreaking that, you know, this was happening again, you know, so close to a place where – the place where we all grew up. But um, what was inspiring for me is just watching – all the kids who, you know, could have been, you know, could have just been victims for the rest of their lives, sort of rise up and make their voices heard and do a really good job of like, yeah. you know, not taking any bullshit, I guess. Sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse. Of but, course uh, you're allowed to curse. Hell yeah. <laughs> we do but, that all the time. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, uh, you know, it's just those kids are like so much more mature and so much more resilient than I was when I was 17 years old. And right, right. It made me super proud to be from Florida, which is exactly, you know, exactly what I needed, I guess. So I don't know, you know, it's a, it's a touchy subject and, yeah, but, uh, it's a great just comes from a, it just comes from a place of pure admiration. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. It comes across. And in my mind, uh, let me ask you, let me ask Mike about in my mind. It's a great song. Okay. If he's there, no. Hey Mike, what's up? Hey. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you about In My Mind because uh, you, you rock it, Mike. Uh, you just shred that song. It's really great. It has a lot of Pet Sounds Beach Boys kind of vibe to it. Yeah. So, yeah, man, totally. So can you tell me a little bit about In My Mind, Mike? Yeah, we, we actually were sitting out back of the studio where we recorded Carefree Theater, which is kind of bittersweet. I don't know if you can see it, but this corner of Little Bay here, we're actually moving. We're in the process of moving this week to a new studio. Um, but we were here when we recorded the whole record. I remember when JP, we were uh, doing that song. Um, I remember the little guitar lick and, and we kind of had the variation. And I remember like not being kind of happy with it. And I was like, I want to do it. And like, it was late night. We like came back here one late night and JP's like, no, it's good. It's good. And like, just give me like one take, one more take at it. And I did the first take or whatever of the, the like kind of lead line. He was like, oh, that's it. We're, like, we're going to leave it. And, uh, and we kind of added, I think I added a couple little harmonies in there that weren't initially in the demo of the song, um, which we kind of were just, you know, the, our, our whole concept was like, let's just, you know, add as much stuff as we want, and then we can just kind of pull away and take stuff out. Um, but we ended up adding some stuff that sounded really cool that we ended up using that really kind of gave the song a little extra, you know, little bits yeah. to it, you know. It came out so, great. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that one. It's kind of like a, that song, it gives you like a, it's that classic waltz, like I'm at the like high school dance kind of song. It's like a slow, kind of classical, like just kind of classic, uh, timeless tune to me, I feel. I agree. 
I agree. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. So guys, uh, yeah, I want to, I want to let you guys go because you guys are, are out there in the elements in Florida, but uh, let me ask yeah. you about the, the plans for next year or, or, I mean, I would just say touring is kind of paused this year, but uh, what's going on with you guys? What do you guys think is going to happen next year? When will we see you on the road? Well, you know, I'm, uh, the record was originally supposed to come out May 1st and that was yeah. supposed to be the first day of our big tour, but obviously, you know, circumstances yeah. changed pretty quickly earlier this year. Um, so we're rescheduling all the dates right now. We're slated to go out uh, January 2021. Nice. I'm hoping and praying that that will be possible. Yeah. Um, but that's the plan for right now. And uh, we're Good just going to hope for the best. Well, listen, guys, I want to thank you for your time. Your new album, Carefree Theater, is awesome. September 25th, guys, go get it. Pre-add it on your Apple Music, Spotify, or whatever. And on Record Store Day, the 10-year anniversary deluxe double LP version of Astro Coast. That's going to be a collectibles item. So everyone, line up now and get that puppy because that's awesome. Yeah, limited edition, right? Fantastic, <laughs> so, uh, fantastic, man. But listen, thank you guys for your time. Best of luck with the movement, and we cannot wait to see you guys keep rocking the stage, too. Well, th thank you for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the interview. Yeah, absolutely. Take care. All right, take care. Yeah. Bye. See you, Mike. Yeah. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.